the idea of entrepreneurship sounds glamorous. It's always nice to be able to decide what your working hours are, the projects you would like to work on, and simply the freedom choosing what suits you best. Amar Meheri, co-founder of Let's Work and an entrepreneur, is here with me today to share his experience. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Learn More. I am Hadil Zajadi, and it's my pleasure having you here today, Amar. Thank you so much. Thank you. There are a lot of opportunities out there, and each opportunity comes with its own set of benefits. For example, the benefits availed at a corporate job versus the benefits that entrepreneurship gives us. Amar, coming from an electrical engineering background and having worked at different companies before co-founding Let's Work, how were you able to make that shift? Was it easy for you to move from a job that offers various benefits to becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I think it comes with its pluses and minuses. I mean, the kind of biggest pros you work and build something that you can kind of uh, continue on and, and see the, the growth and yeah. all all and the majority of the success comes down to you and the team that you've built around you, which is really nice because it's that kind of ownership feeling that uh, a lot of people, you know, look out for. Mm-hmm. But when you're just starting out and you have about five customers, it's kind of like, okay, where and where are we now and how far is it going to take to reach that kind of nirvana that all uh, entrepreneurs aspire to reach? Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the brief way of explaining it. I think in terms of, uh, you know, I worked in Dell EMC. My career is a bit different than usual people. I did a, uh, a co-op at uh, Dell EMC in uh, Franklin in Massachusetts. Yeah. So I still didn't graduate, but I worked in a massive lab uh, with uh, servers and everything. So that was really interesting for me. I kind of worked as a, um, a hardware testing engineer. So what that okay. meant was I kind of scheduled my own days and uh, I had to stay very organized to, uh, you Be know, make my week. Yeah. To make my week's KPI, which was interesting because yeah. it wasn't kind of your typical corporate job uh, with meetings and all that kind of uh, Mm-hmm. organization it was more you know we just need you to do this by the end of the week if you can get it done great if not you know we'll talk about it um then i shifted into mr which is where we kind of launched let's work we okay. were entrepreneurs in residence there um which was really really interesting because i got exposure to almost every different sector at mr mm-hmm. um so kind of a consultant role the beauty of that and the beauty of the corporate kind of world and having that stability in that job is obviously the salary, um, the pension that comes with it if you're a local. And yeah. uh, the biggest thing is kind of being around some really, really cool people. Uh, throughout MR, you know, I learned so much. Uh, I worked in Nemshi for a bit also. Oh, I got to see Noon uh, right in the beginning. Um so just being around such high talent and seeing how they uh, approach different uh, tasks and problems is something that's, you know, you can't really get that if you're going to be doing your own kind of business. True. Um, so that's kind of the biggest plus, I would say, working a corporate job. Uh, so I think, yeah, exactly. Exposure to these kind of uh, individuals is mm-hmm. a huge, huge plus. Making that shift personally, um, we had a... Pretty cool uh, opportunity with E25, where okay. they said build a startup and run it. So we did. We had two kind of uh, positions. One was the entrepreneur in residence. So wherever they needed us, they'd kind of say, "Okay, we need your help with this." And on the other side, we'd run Let's Work. Um, but luckily, now we're completely separate. So 
making that shift was obviously very scary and uh, difficult. And uh, culturally, it's a bit kind of all over the place. It's like, no, you you did engineering and now you're just going to go and sell I mean, co-working memberships. I mean, you simplify it by a lot by saying sell memberships, but I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> um, yeah. It is a huge shift, but uh, it's a huge change from what you studied, definitely. But uh, there are a lot of people nowadays that sort of don't know what they're getting into when they decide what to study. Yeah, agreed. But I, I, again, to a, to a certain point, whatever you learn in uni, you're not going to apply it, right? We did all these circuit analysis and all that stuff. Uh, I think what, what shapes you is, you know, I did engineering. So that's kind of the critical thinking, the logical way of, you know, problem solving. Mm. That's what I took and I still use that today. But uh, I had the opportunity to live with like two architects. Um mm. And their sense of design and detail was was incredible. And just being around that kind of shaped me a little bit too. So yeah. I don't think it's very, I don't, I don't want to like influence in the wrong way, but I don't think whatever you pick for uni is not going to determine the rest of your life. Um, I, I think you, you can totally. still kind of jump into any field. I agree with you totally. I mean, I studied what I wanted to study and I got into that field and I understand what you're saying. I'm not going to influence anyone not to study here. Um, okay, moving on from our first question. So you mentioned that you were in different uh, sort of uh, environments when you were working, but it was sort of entrepreneurial in a sense. However, making that shift from like having a salary and having the pen uh, pension fund benefits and all of these things, um, Personally, I believe that the num one of the main factors that people consider before getting into entrepreneurship is money, and there's a lot of fear that comes a lot of fear that comes along with it. Yani, from going to uh, from getting a stable salary to make your own money on a monthly basis is a scary step. So, how did you manage with this? Um... Still managing. I think uh, one of the interesting things that people don't actually know is, you know, if if you found a company, maybe you stick with it for a bit, uh, but essentially you're going to need some sort of funding, right? Yeah. Part of that funding is you you sh if you choose to you you pay yourself a salary, right? I don't know what it is. If if it makes your balance sheet make sense, then you know put it as low as possible. Or if you have you know, great funding, great team, great traction in terms of your revenue, then you deserve the kind of uh, salary that, that you've placed. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Obviously, in the beginning, it's easier said than done. Um, I think what's great about being in the UAE is a lot of money is pushed towards uh, startups. Yeah, There's a lot of different funds uh, here and in Saudi, for example. You can basically utilize these funds and make do while you kind of grow that first stage obviously in the beginning it's going to be very very difficult um i think managing your money is 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 crucial if you come out of a stable job and you're jumping into the field of uh, like a startup or trying your own thing you're lucky because you already have kind of a bit of a safety net from before um where whatever happened i mean you're, you have your previous salary i hope people have savings um uh, which will kind of push you into being secure, say, I have six months uh, of money that I can spend on myself. Uh, after that six months, what am I going to do? And that's 
that kind of sets a goal for you to say, okay, at, within six months, I want to be able to raise enough money to pay myself a salary. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we don't want anyone to be homeless or starving uh, without any cash. There are a lot of factors that factor into becoming an entrepreneur, managing your finances, having savings accounts and stuff like that. Is there is there a, a money management method that was beneficial to you getting into this? Um, I mean, for us, uh, we kind of ma- we we started Let's Work as a bootstrapped um, startup. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we tried to barter everything in the beginning. So even the first like tech platform we created was actually created by one of our members, Okay. which was uh, very nice of him. It was heavily discounted, but it was enough for us to kind of get the ball rolling and start generating some revenue for the company. That's fantastic. Actually, it's, it's uh, very important to have a supportive, good team along the journey. And uh, with the bootstrap methodology, it was kind of, you know, let's make sure that we make very, very specific decisions on where we're going to spend this money. And it was solely tailored to growth um, because that helped us fuel kind of this uh, engine. Mm-hmm. This way we reached, uh, it, was, it, was, it was good and bad. Good in the sense that, you know, we were always breaking even. Uh, our, our, we were cash flow kind of positive. Um, we didn't have any kind of loans or any kind of debts. It was just very kind of clean, uh, clean money. And for us, it kind of felt nice. We're growing this from, from zero, uh, which is always hard to, to do. Uh, but at the same time, it kind of impeded us in terms of how much we can grow. I think if we had a bit of cash in the beginning as well, it would have helped us accelerate our growth. What is one thing when dealing with money and money management, especially getting into entrepreneurship, what is one thing, one key takeaway from your journey? Uh, I think, so there's two sides to it. I think um, one side to on a personal level, and I try to tell some of my employees to, to adopt the same is try to build some sort of uh, investment portfolio instead of keeping everything in a savings account. Okay. Um, there's a lot of cool tools out there like uh, Serwa, so a local-based company. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've had a Serwa account for the last maybe four years now. Uh, what's cool about them is, you know, you just deposit like a certain amount every month. And then there you have a nice kind of uh, piggy bank, uh, which is racking up some decent interest as well. Um, yeah. I think it's really beneficial for everyone to do. And I think when... Let's work grows. I would love to create some sort of incentive program to have uh, our employees to basically have that in place. Um, and I think in terms of dealing with money, um, I mean, COVID taught a lot of us like a huge lesson that you know you could be at zero any day. Um, yeah. So having a backup backup fund is really really important. I saw a lot of companies end up firing maybe half their staff uh, or putting them on, uh, on uh, you know, like unpaid leave, yeah, which is not great. None of us expected it, to be honest, but I think definitely having some sort of backup uh, plan just in case anything happens is really, really uh, essential nowadays. True. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. That's uh, one of the things that I'm looking forward to speaking about, uh, how companies can help their employees with financial management because... As you probably already know, Yanni, money affects every part of our lives, including productivity at work. 
So I'm sure I'm sure your yeah. your team will appreciate that. Um, yeah, um, I mean even even ESOP programs are really interesting to look into. Um, I think Kareem was kind of the first company that did it on like a public scale. I'd like to say where yeah. they kind of you know gave ESOP to all of their most of their employees, which kind of um, shook the foundation of how companies should be you know structured here in the region. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, from your experience, what is the biggest challenge that entrepreneur faces at the beginning of his or her entrepreneurial journey? The beginning, I think, hearing uh, hearing no or hearing why would I do why would I buy that is kind of the hardest thing. Um, I had uh, so obviously when we first started out, uh, we still try to do this as much as possible, but. We look at who's, you know, signing up from their email address. We have a tool that kind of helps us see their Twitter or their LinkedIn account um, to just see who this person is. And um, one of the days we had a really, you know, I'd say successful businessman join uh, our membership. And I reached out to meet up to just discuss something. And the first thing they told me, like, yeah, I don't really see the benefit of this. I don't, I don't think you guys will grow. I don't think there's much benefit of this. Yeah. I think, you know, building asset heavy company could be a better. So actually going out and building a co-working space could be better. Um, so I think hearing that in the early days is not really something that's motivational. At the that end of the not. day, you know, you're doing this for a reason. So... I think being true to your vision and mission, you can continue. But yeah, that's definitely something that you're going to hear if you're starting out. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard it as well. So you have to believe in what you're doing and then move forward with it and block out all these unsupportive criticisms, let's say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's two, two reasons why someone builds a business. One is for themselves to be financially stable, famous, famous. Uh, or to, to make a change in the world, make something better, uh, make some people happy. Um, you know, those are the kind of the big factors. If you forget that while you're kind of going ahead with your day-to-day, then there's really no point and your motivation will probably go down. Makes sense. So, so what's one thing that you enjoy about being an inter- entrepreneur? I like, uh, this is a lot of things. I think number one would be, you know, seeing the team grow is always really, really exciting. Not having enough space for all of us to sit. So we all work remotely, but yeah. uh, we use uh, we use Let's Work to, you know, move around. And wherever we want, we can work. We try to meet up as much as possible. Uh, I think seeing that team grow and, you know, not having enough seats to fit them and actually thinking, oh, we might need an office soon is really, really interesting because you've kind of given these guys... Uh, you know, their, uh, uh, their purpose or, you know, uh, giving them the, the opportunity to work and then meeting, meeting different people um, who, who want to join the company is, is so, so uh, motivating to someone who believes in your kind of in vision, your, uh, in your company and, yeah, and the vision. I think that's a huge plus. And then on the other side, again, kind of the same thing, but meeting customers who say, oh, I know that's work, you know, I've used it a couple of yeah. times. Um, that's, that's always the biggest thing. It, it, it's happened. And thankfully, I mean, just on a really small scale, but 
I was in another country and someone that we were just meeting uh, was like, yeah, I've used Let's Work when I was in Dubai. And that to me is the biggest oh, nice. kind of thing. Like, wow, you know, we've we've connected through this company that we've built. It's, it's a bit yeah. weird, uh, but it's a nice feeling. Well, I'm sure it is. Are there any tips you would like to give to aspiring entrepreneurs? Anything they'd benefit from? Um, I think definitely create a network of someone who's done it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's been through it because those guys are going to be the most resourceful. Uh, I know a lot of, I hate to stick this kind of personality to an entrepreneur, but a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we're stubborn in the way that, you know, we know what's right, but I think always reaching out to people who have already been through it is so, so helpful. And just um, like me and uh, my co-founder Hamza, we just came back from a really, really interesting acceleration program. Uh, which, which had, you know, ex-founders, people that have already exited companies. Um, and the amount of knowledge these guys gave us, I just wish I, you know, I reached out to someone like this in my early days to set up some sort of, um, you know, a, a way of working. Because what happens in the beginning is you end up doing everything but losing focus on what really matters. Okay. So just having someone really break it down into the, simplest kind of uh format and saying this is what helped us succeed and this is what helped others succeed you should be following the same kind of thing the end of the day i hate to say but no one is special no company is special we're not really you know saving lives out here but there's definitely some sort of uh simplicity in what we do and just communicating that to our end customers whether they're business or uh you know just a person is the kind of essential thing that you want to look at. And we always end up losing focus. I have a lot of follow-up questions, which I'll keep to myself at this point. Um, no when it, um, I'll just link it back to Loon and what we do. Um, sure. Are there any tips in terms of money management that you would be able to sort of share with the listeners? Um, money management on a personal level? Not necessarily like there, there's this money is involved in everything we do in our lives. So when you become an entrepreneur, you need to be aware and conscious of money management, whether it was money management for your personal stuff or for the business you're building. Right. Hmm. So not necessarily, it could be personal, but it could be related to, to whatever venture you're getting into. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, this is a really good book for it for anyone who you know reads i think there's uh you know rich dad poor dad which is a really Uh interesting kind of way of living i'd like to say um i think that alone just like in brief is saying you know don't spend money where you're not going to make any money in the end um it's easier said than done but for example if if you're gonna buy an apartment and then you have a mortgage figure Uh out something to pay for that mortgage instead instead of uh, you kind of paying out of pocket, because that's kind of just removing from your financial freedom. So whether it's consulting uh, every month for someone and charging them, I don't know, three to 5,000 dirhams um, just to pay your mortgage, you know, these are the small things that people can do. Um, I think also a lot of people in the region really don't have a savings uh, scheme. True. Um, and, and a lot of people were affected by it. So 
definitely set up some sort of saving scheme, whether it's through Sarwa or, or whether it's, you know, just keeping cash under your bed. I think having some sort of savings per month will definitely help. Uh, whether it's you want to buy something at the end of six months or a year, or if it's, you know, God forbid, you lose your job, hey, at least you have six months where you can just chill, travel the world because you have that kind of savings plan and then end up coming back to look for a job. Um, yeah. A lot of people forget that and, and they end up, you know, living on their salary month by month. So they wait for that payday and then, you know, it's okay, gone. we start again at square one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very good advice. And uh, I'm very happy to hear that uh, that you're working on a plan for your employees. That's a very interesting approach, I must say. I'm going to conclude here. I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. It was a pleasure having you here, Ahmad. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, to speak to you. And uh, I, I got the chance to meet the founders um, of Loon. It's a really yeah. cool project. And uh I really do hope more people hear about it. Uh, you know, Atletrick will support as much as we can. And uh, I, I definitely think it's a really, really useful tool for a lot of people to actually just see their spending. Uh, you know, we never had an opportunity to, to look at our own financials this way. Definitely, that's true. Thank you so much for the support. We, we appreciate it too. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure working with you. Thank you so much. Don't forget to download Loon. It's available for UAE residents on both App Store and Google Play to simplify your spending. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to learn more on your podcasting app. Follow us on at Join Loon. I've been your host, Hadila Zajali.